podcast. I'm Guy Fagan, and today I'm joined by comedian, and not only that, but also the legendary uh, frontman of the legendary thrash metal band Acid Rain and host of the official Motorhead Motorcast. Yes, yeah, it's called Motorcast. The Motorcast. Yeah. Okay, podcast. And most importantly for us, Leeds United fan, Howard H. Smith. Welcome to the show, Howard. Uh, hello, thank you for having me. It's nice How to be doing? here. Yeah, I'm doing good, mate. I'm doing good. I'm doing, um, I'm probably doing better than us so far this season, I would say at the moment. Okay. Um, yes, you know, we're, 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 we're underachieving a, a little bit at the moment, but um, I'm, I'm not too worried. And that's not, that's not arrogance. That's, that's, you know, genuinely, um, it's founded on, you know, what Bielsa has done since he's, since he's been with us. And um, yeah, we have patches like this. Um, it's just a shame it's coming. It's the first time we've had one of these little patches at the beginning of a season. We'll be uh, we'll be all right, I think. Yeah, you, you won at the weekend, didn't you? Uh, Watford was it? To be fair, I think anybody could have been <laughs> be- beaten Watford the way they played. Um, I mean, yeah, I think some fans could have run on the pitch and beaten Watford. Um, but it's three points, and we you know we we did need it. But I mean that that's another that's another part of really why I'm not worried because there's you know, there's there's Watford and Norwich um, in the Premier League as well. So it's, for me, it's, you know, those two and one other to go down. And I just don't see that being us. I see that being way more likely to be, you know, Newcastle. <laughs> unless, unless, of course, well, they get taken, unless, of course, they get taken over. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, that's all going on at the moment, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, so Arsenal are in no danger now, you think? No, I, I don't think they. I don't think they ever were, were they? But we all we all like a really good laugh um, at uh, you know at, at big clubs when they're not doing very well. If Arsenal are still a big club, I don't know. I mean, well, they were big spenders this in the close season. They spent more money in the Premier League than anybody else um, uh, to have a horrendous start to the season. But yeah, they've they've showed some form. I mean, it's literally which way is the is the wind blowing? Who's who's in? You know who's in? Um, uh, one state of disaster or another is it Spurs or is it Arsenal you know it seems to it seems to alternate week to week at the moment yeah something um, going on in North London isn't there something in the water yeah yeah or something not going on in North <laughs> London and that's like consistency of a, of a of a good kind all right well we're going to be talking all things Leeds United in a moment um but I've got to say the 14 year old me would be absolutely chuffed to bits uh to have you on and and <laughs> be honest, the 44-year-old me is pretty chuffed as well. I was wow. a teacher, uh, in my youth and, um, yeah, I, I loved Acid Rain and, and the uh, the Fear album, I remember, yeah, in particular. Yeah. Um, and I even wrote to the band yeah. at the time uh, d- just to say uh, how much I, I like your music. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that, you know, but that's the, the thing is to, to people listening who are not into into metal believe you me that is not as uh freaky as it may sound that like you know 14 might write a 14 year old might write a letter to a band to tell them how much <laughs> they enjoy because i have many friends who have done that and i myself have done that um it's just it's this bizarre sense of loyalty that, that that is generated by this music i don't know what it is but um you know, here we are 30 years later chatting on a podcast, neither of us looking like um, like uh, your traditional metaler or thrasher. Um, but, you know, I'm, I mean, I've literally got back off tour like 10 days ago. So, um, you know. How was it? 
uh, it was good. It was good. It was post um, pandemic, obviously. So crowds were down about 30% and a little bit more reticent to get involved unless okay. you live in Glasgow or Leeds, apparently. <laughs> Glasgow, Glasgow and Leeds was like there'd never been a pandemic. Yeah. Um, all the other gigs were a little bit standoffish. Wrexham was there was a pit for a couple of songs, but yeah, there's a definite difference. But that's that was to be expected, and it was expected. But we were also playing as a four piece because um, one of our guitarists had COVID really bad, and that was that. So that was like combined with the weirdness of it being post COVID meant it was a very unique tour. Um, I've just done what I hate doing other people doing as well. I just put the word very in front of a word that doesn't need it unique, you know? So, um, I'm a twat. Sorry to everybody. So, um, so anyway, it was good. It was good is the upshot of all of that. It was good. Great stuff. And have you got any more um, music lined up? Are you going to be in the studio? Any, any new? No. Or- uh, no, 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 no time soon. It's going to be working on new material, um, which will take place over the next nine months to a year. Um, and, you know, we'll demo things in those times. And by that, I just mean like, you know, just electronically, we won't get together in a studio or anything like that. Um, and then once we've, once we've demoed the songs, you then kind of like start on pre-production, which is where you just sort of, it's a bit push and pull with each song, really. You, 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 you know, you, you look at its weak points, you, you, you know, you push it to breaking point, you cut all the fat off, you keep playing it, you keep thinking of, do we need that section or could that do with something else? Does this need a lift here? And and that's all the sort of fine tuning that you call pre-production. Um, and then by that point, how, you know, being able to play the songs tight is not a problem because you've played them so much and you know them so well that um, it's a case of just going into the studio and, uh, and smashing it all out. Um, but that process is going to take two years, I reckon. Okay. What I really liked about Acid Rain work, you were always like socially conscious, weren't you? It was like, yeah. 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 Uh, and and, and um, uh, I mean, well, our current album from 2019 is called The Age of Entitlement, um, which um, has been wrongly into has been wrongly interpreted as some sort of dig at uh, millennials or or any particular generation. It's the age we're living in, and it, entitlement can apply from uh, apply to people from age one to a hundred. So anyone getting bent out of shape about that particular title and the artwork of the album, which admittedly does make it look like we're taking the piss out of millennials, <laughs> um, but um, it, it's. Um, uh, it, it's something that I've always done ever since I was a, uh, a kid, really. Um, but with the new album, there's only really one song that comments on the way so, the way society is. It's called it's called hashtag New Age Narcissist. It's about social media. It's about people being um, entitled and and the way they behave on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that again is anybody with an internet connection. There's no age group that this been. I'm commenting on I'm not claiming to be any better than anybody else the reason my the lyrics are as I've been told so accurate is because they're written by somebody who probably does all those fucking stupid things as well so um uh but but what people have done is funnily enough what you just said there's a hangover of that socially conscious so there's a bunch of songs on the album about mental health that have all been interpreted as being um as being 
social commentary on some sort of like either political issue or there's a song called United Hates, which straight off the bat, people assume is about the United States and it's not, and it's not about Trump and it's not about politics at all. It's nothing about the UK. It's not, it's not about a country. Um, and, and yet people lazily or they adopt a narrative, an old narrative and go, you United Hates. I wonder what that's about. So they, they, they approach it thinking, well, he's known for his you know social commentary and so they apply that narrative to those lyrics and they make it work for that narrative but the truth mm. is it was it was never about that it's like basically what i found is the older you get the more you sing about what you feel not about what you think okay yeah and you know that's just i think that's just human nature unless you're some sort of emotionless cyborg um but yeah I, I, it's just um just the, the way things are now. That's who I am, a 51-year-old thrasher. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, so you've been doing the comedy <clears throat> for a number of years now. Uh, way longer than music, yeah. I've been doing comedy since 95. So, wow. so yeah, so, so quite a lot. <laughs> um, and what's been your highlights in, in comedy then? Um, probably playing uh, download tent to about 1200 people, um, as my character, Keith Platt and, um, going, going down, going down an absolute storm. And then I finished with a karaoke version of walk by Pantera, getting the whole tent to chant respect walk. And, um, it was, it was an absolute buzz. It was the closest thing to, to the, the, the buzz of, being on stage with acid rain that I've ever experienced. And it was, um, and it's funny that the highlight of my comedy career, I consider to be um, something that is, that is like being on stage with a band. Um, but, you know, it's, um, I mean, there's, there's other highlights too um, that are like, you know, personal milestones, um, like being, like, like being a, a regular, not the regular, but being a regular at Downstairs at the King's Head as an MC, um, because that's that's a club that's a club where I started. You know, I was going down there as a twenty five year old, and it, the whole place just amazed me, and everybody who worked there amazed me. And Peter Graham's been there all that time, hmm. and to go, you know, he's he's still my comedy guru, um, but it's more on a one to one level. He, by the way, is also a musician, so whenever I go, whenever I gig there, as soon as I come in, we just talk music all the time. He wants to know what's going Fantastic. on. With the he wants to know what's going on with the band and everything else. And, and, and if any other comics come in as they do, and they start talking, they start talking comedy and he'll, and he'll, and, it, and he'll just go, Howard, tell him about, tell him about your band, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause we'll have just come off tour or just put an album out or something like that. And he's like, it, 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 he loves it. So, um, so yeah, personal milestones as well. Like, you know, being a regular at King's Head and things like that. And, and also having comedians as friends who I saw when I was starting out and I idolized them. And now they're my friends, you know, and that's like, that's, that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. Great stuff. All right. Yeah. So with Peter Graham, cause I did um, downstairs at the King's Head before lockdown. And I think he's got like a landline that you ring to book yep. on. It was like that's a right. really old before, school. Yeah. Monday to Thursday before, uh, between nine and 11, ring that landline and get a gig. Yeah. And that's and, and that's never changed. And I love that. I absolutely Brilliant. love that. Consistency. Fantastic. All right. 
Well, uh, let's get on to uh, yeah, the, the pressing matters at hand. Uh, all things Leeds United. So you're a proud uh, Leeds United fan. Yeah. So how did it all start, Howard? Um, well, funnily enough, when you said, right, let's get to more pressing matters and all that, I was like, oh, hang on, are we, is this a phone in? Shit, is this a phone? In? <laughs> um, <Happy. laughs> uh, but, um, but anyway, um, how did it all start? Do you know what? Um, old school. I don't know. I, I don't, I, there, was, there is absolutely no day I remember going, I'm going to support Leeds now. No game I watch, no nothing like that. It's just, it's just always been Leeds. It always will be Leeds. And that goes without saying, really, doesn't it? It's always been Leeds. And I, I have no, it's like, the, to me, the question is, um, why would it be anyone else? Growing up, where I grew up, at the time I grew up, actually, at the time I grew up, we were shit. Um, we were pretty much shit hmm. most of my life. <laughs> Yeah, but, were a bleak time, weren't they? Uh, well, we've we, we've had real highs, but we've also had real lows. You know, I mean, I remember us getting you know you know banned from Europe, the whole fucking shebang. Um, so you know, you throw in banned from Europe, years in the second division, um, eventually getting up, winning the title, defending it being shit, Wilco taking that team down, George Graham boring us to death but keeping us alive. And then and then O'Leary accidentally getting in the job. Everything goes brilliant. Everything turns to shit. And then shit. And then shitter. And then shitter shit got shitter than that. <laughs> and then we're down in League One going, what the fuck? And it's like, well, that's being a Leeds fan. And then, you know, we grit our teeth. We come back. We try and fuck up getting out of that division. Um, for some reason, you know, on the final day, down to 10 men. But Beckford came through for us and... Um, and then, uh, and then beating Man United in the FA Cup when um, Beckford scored that goal. When we, I got my, I got oh, more. Right. I, I worked out. I got about three times more um, text messages from people about us beating Man U than I did um, uh, Happy New Year text messages because <laughs> it was just like it was a few days. It was a few days before or after. I can't remember, but either way, it was fucking awesome. I'm I heard sure a bit of a story about that. I did actually do some research before this because I'll be honest, I'm a Tramia Rovers fan. And um, <clears throat> I know we've probably crossed paths uh, back in the day, but um, I, I know fuck all about the Premier League, to be honest. So- I, no, dude, I, 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 absolutely, <laughs> I, I absolutely get that. No, I absolutely get that because I know fuck all about whatever division you're in, mate. I haven't absolutely. got a fucking clue. Yeah, um, yeah, I had a little listen to this podcast and it was saying about... Um, the Beckford goal against, obviously, you know, you call them the scum, Man United, don't you? Um, was there a bit of a, an incident um, when he was celebrating with a woman celebrating on an advertisement hoarding who kind of fell face down? Um, I think that's... that's it might that's, be another goal. No, no, no. I think I think that did happen. <laughs> yeah. um, and it is, it's in folklore and you can look it up on, um, on YouTube. But, um, but to, to, to go back to your original question, um, so it's always been Leeds and, yeah. you know, it's just like, yeah, just like breathing air. When did you start breathing? Well, I presume when I came out of the womb, I don't know. I don't know the exact time. So yeah, always been. So by default. Okay. So we talked about a few sort of the journey and, and the kind of going down the divisions and up again. What's been your biggest high supporting Leeds? Uh, winning the title in 92. 
um, uh, but actually, physically, my biggest high was being at um, the Barcelona game at Allen Road when we won in the Champions League. Um, and that was, oh. that was just fucking awesome. That really was. That really, really was. Um, at least I hope it was Barcelona. I'm pretty sure it's Barcelona. Or AC Milan. Fuck me, the only get. I've got the I've got the fucking ticket somewhere, but um, (laughs) I'm going to say, but yeah, that was. I mean, there you go. The biggest high, and I I can't remember which fucking team it was. But um, for to be at a game, that was fucking amazing. Um, weirdly, and this is really weird because I can't explain it, but the day our very last game in the Premier League when we got relegated. Um, at home to Charlton. Uh, I was there with my girlfriend and we were a couple of tears up and people started invading the pitch. And it was just, it was really weird. It was, it wasn't like an atmosphere of sadness and it wasn't, it wasn't a, a bad tempered pitch invasion. And like, you know, Alan Smith is like carried off on everyone's shoulders and stuff. And it was just, it was really weird. It was re- it was like being at a happy funeral, you know. If you ever see those, you ever see those funerals on um, on you know like in, New Orleans in, or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Thank you, spot on. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's it, that's you. You imagine it'd be like that. So so that I'm not saying that was a high, but it was a real. Uh, yeah, it was just odd, really, really <laughs> odd. But um, but yeah, winning the league, um, you can't beat that. Yeah, Cantona and all that, wasn't there? Fuck off! Don't bring him up. He pit, he fucking he arrived for like the last a last few games. He scored a couple of goals, you know. <laughs> fucking hell! It wasn't the Cantona League. It was the fuck. If anything, it was the fucking Chapman, um, Batty, Speed, McAllister, Strachan League. Okay, all of Luke, those. Lukic was also awesome that season. In fact, they they were all fucking awesome. John Newsom. Yeah. Who'd have thought? You know, it was just. Yeah, it was awesome, and we won that. And we won that title by four points, if my memory serves correctly. Not by fucking one point, not by two points, not by three, but four points, Ferguson. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, who was second? Uh, Howard. Sorry, who was second? Was it Man United that year? Uh, yeah, scum. Yeah, 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 yeah. We um, we we got over the line before they did. Um, so there you go. Yeah, them's the rules. So lots of highs there. Um, I know there must have been some lows. What what's been the lowest low? Um, do you know what? The lowest low. There's two. Um, being relegated is upsetting, but it doesn't just. It doesn't happen on the day. It's been coming. Yeah. No matter how close you might, you know, especially us, you know, we flirted with it the season before. You can prepare yourself, can't you, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would say, I would say, two games, both at fucking Wembley, right? Um, actually, three games, both uh, two at Wembley, one at one at Cardiff, <laughs> losing to Doncaster Rovers in the playoff finals, get out of the. Division one, um, losing the playoff final to Watford 
which would have been a chance to bounce straight back into the Premier League. Or we'll losing to Watford, gosh. Well, the thing, well, the thing is that we were. The thing is, is we'd have only been in. We'd have only been out of the Premier League for one season if we'd won that game. Right. Look, look how long it took, and that was my fear. That was my fear. It was like bounce back. If you can bounce back, you stand a chance. But the big fear is if we lose this game, like we, you know, anything can happen, and it fucking did. So, um, that was horrendous, and also. Again at Wembley, the fucking League Cup final against Villa, where, you know, I thought we had a really good chance in that game and we were shit. And the fans let fucking Wilkinson know it on the day as well. When, you, when your own fans are singing, why is Brolin on the bench? Okay. You know, it's, it's yeah. What was that, 93, 94, around that sort of time, was it? Um, I, I've, I, I couldn't tell you. Well, get out. Couldn't tell you, but so so yeah. Playoff finals are by nature a motherfucker. But that one against, that one against Watford really hurt because my fear was what could happen is what did happen, which is it took us fucking sixteen years to get back. And you had to play the likes of Tramir, didn't you? A few few years later, say. Oh mate, don't don't don't. You know, I I remember. I remember. I'm not going to deny our roots. Yeah. All right, so let's get on to happier, a happier subject. Hopefully, who's the funniest ever Leeds player? Um, well, funniest is obviously subjective, um, but I'm actually going to go with my choice today. It may differ uh, down the line. I might think of somebody and go, "Oh no, hang on, them." Um, but when you think about Leeds United. Can you think of a single fucking player that's a happy-go-lucky joker <laughs> in the pack that that, ple- that fans of other teams like? No, not fucking one. Because we're Leeds. We don't do that shit. We don't do the, oh, you know, he's, he's a card. No, no. You play for Leeds, everyone hates you. And as a rule, not particularly funny. But if I was going to go for... Personal, my personal funniest player, he's only just left, would be Gianni Anioski, because bless him, he's clearly, um, he's clearly has adult ADHD and, and needs medicating. But until that day, <laughs> he's just a great guy to have on your team, uh, shaking fucking um, uh, tunnels in across every division he's been in, winding players up, absolutely brilliant. Um, so he's, I mean, he's just like a kid. Um, and also currently, and this is a typical funniest player, is um, is is Matthias Klick, the Polish midfielder who doesn't give a single fuck about anything. Um, and, and like players are arguing, and he walks up and just pours a cup of water, pours pours a cup of water down the back of the player, one of the player on the opposition who's arguing. Like that's going to help, you know. <laughs> he's, he's an absolute wind up merchant, and he's fucking brilliant at it. And um, and that that's that's that'll do for me, you know. That that's that's funny. And we've had we've had plenty of those over the years. Um, but um, when it comes to like oh, real characters, you know, real sort of you know, player players that people love, Leeds just don't tend to have them because when they play for Leeds, it it means no one loves them. So well, we do obviously, but no one else does. So um, yeah, there you go. 
What's the funniest chant you've heard at Ellen Road or an away ground? Um, that would be an away ground. Um, <laughs> that would be an away away ground. And um, I wasn't at the game. I was watching it on telly. But it was when um, Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank was playing for Middlesbrough and he went to get the ball for a throw-in and it was near the Man City fans. And the Man City fans started chanting, you're just a fat Eddie Murphy, fat Eddie Murphy. And, and Has- Hasselbank, to his credit, just cracked up laughing. <laughs> Thought it was brilliant. So, um, yeah, that's, that's probably my favourite. Don't get me started on chants, though. I'll be here all night, including some incredibly offensive ones. Okay. But, um <laughs> Uh, oh, that was it. There's um, there's a brilliant chant recently. No, not not that recently, but there's a there's a there's a uh, there's a, a goalkeeper of one team, and he's called Ian Justum. Now Justum is spelt how it sounds. It's just ham, and the away fans behind the goal sang at him all the way through the first half. You're just a crap Tesco sandwich, crap Tesco sandwich. <laughs> Um, so that, yeah, that's a bit of a favourite. <laughs> oh no, I heard um, we had a, a, a Wrexham comedian on, a Welsh comedian Anthony Pizzola, and he he's a Wrexham fan. He was talking about um, there was a game and there was one fan in the away end, and they had a purple jumper on, and I think there was a Wrexham chant of shit purple jumper. It's just a shit purple jumper, but I guess he had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, any funny managers? Oh fucking hell! Not George um, Graham, obviously. Clearly, um, and, and George himself would agree with that. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Straight away, when you said, "Do you have any funny managers?" My reaction there was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And I start start thinking, I was like. No, because just if you're Leeds United manager, you're stressed as fuck. That's true. I can't think of it again. Again, funny Leeds players, funny Leeds. We've had nothing to laugh at for 16 years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, it, it's who's our funniest manager? Marcelo Bielsa. Because <laughs> when I look at him, I want to laugh because we're in the Premier League and he did it. Yeah. You know, and it's like everyone else fucking losers. I mean, you've had some yeah. dour manager. I mean, Howard Wilkinson, goodness. Oh. I, Howard, Howard's very dour, but then again, an incredible football man who is still has an effect on the game today in this country. And he's, he is a very, very well, well respected within the football industry. And that's not because he's old and he's been around. It's because he is behind a, implementing a lot of the, a lot of things um, on the training side, uh, on, you know, putting infrastructure in place to improve the England setup. He's been behind all of that, you know? Um, so it's, um, yeah, but we, you're right. We have had, and, and the weird thing is the, when I, when I think of the one person, when you say like funniest managers, he wasn't a manager but probably the funniest person to be connected with Leeds over the last few years is um, Cellino. Okay, yeah. You know, Massimo was fucking hilarious. He really, really was. I mean, the minute he bought the club without doing the financial due diligence first, we thought, well, that's great. It's mad, but it's great. But also that madness is going to cost us long-term. Um, and, it, and it did. And again, you look at our owners, like just fucking Arabs with no money, 
um, various receivers, um, a mad Italian, right? And that's not a current owner. He's a sane Italian, a mad Italian, um, Ken fucking Bates. I mean, these people are not funny, you know? <laughs> Um, so Massimo was a bit of like relief. Do you know what I mean? He was, it was, I mean, this is how mad he was because people, people who weren't in around Leeds, people who aren't Leeds fans don't understand how mad he was. Right. Um, a fan rang him up one night to talk to him because he'd managed to get his number. Rang him, rang him up, recorded it and said like he wanted to talk to him about the club. Massimo's at home knocking about nothing else to do. A bit pissed. Has a, half, has a half hour conversation with the guy that he records and then puts on the internet. And it's just like, it's cut out the back time. He just, he slates all of his stuff. He's just like absolutely nuts. It's like the crown jewels. He's just, he's just let him go. And yeah, imagine having an owner who you can ring up and he's pissed enough to have a half hour conversation with someone who just rings up out the blue and tells them everything. That is how fucking mad it was with uh, Massimo in charge. It was just insane. Bizarre times, eh? Bizarre. Our players, our players had to bring in packed lunches. They had to wash their own socks. They had to bring in... I mean, talk, he stripped it down to the bone um, because of the debt, which looked long-term. It, like that, you know, might have been the right thing to do or whatever, but he was, his time in charge was just painful. You know, and it's like, you know, it, you know, we had a manager for six weeks, for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just ridiculous. We started a season with David Hockaday as our manager, right? <laughs> since, 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 since being sacked by us as manager, he's had one more managerial role, and that was very short one at Swindon. Now, you know, I don't want to give it the big one, but he shouldn't have been given the Leeds job in the first place. But, you know, Massimo liked him. What are you going to do? Mad. So you've had some very dour, uh, miserable managers, goes with the territory. Any funny fans? Anyone um, see a game makes you laugh? Um, not really, because I don't get to games because I live in London. Um, I mean, the thing about Leeds fans is that we, we have a gallows sense of humour because we seem to have been sat on or around the gallows for most of the last 20 years. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, it, it, there's, it, there is just this sense of humour about the, the one song that kept getting sang outside the stadium when we got promoted was um, Leeds, Leeds are falling apart again. <laughs> and and that, 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 that just sums Leeds fans up, really, because... At our moment of greatest triumph, we want to revel in it by singing the song all you cunts have been singing about us for the last decade. Well, we're singing it now and we're leaving you behind. Fuck you, championship. Fuck you. <laughs> Bit of reverse psychology there, isn't it? But yeah, I like all that kind of self-deprecation. Uh, that goes oh, on. I, I, to be honest, I don't think it's self-deprecation. It's Leeds fans. It's fuck you. It's not. It's not us being self-deprecating. It is okay. fuck. It, it, the reason we're singing it is every single fan out there who's watching this, who has ever <laughs> sung this song about us. This is for you, motherfucker. We're going up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you think, I know you obviously you live in London now, you don't get to too many games. you get to many away days around London, your West Ham? Um, uh, no, to be honest, they, I, Arsenal is the one that I go to the most. Um, and unfortunately, due to COVID, um, uh, I've got a friend who works there, but uh, there's no tickets uh, for staff anymore. So um, cutbacks, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, it's going to be, it's, it, it, it will be tough. Um, although I am hoping to get a game at Brentford and Fulham. So they're, they're my two ins, um, which are both fairly close to me. So that's cool. Fantastic. I'd love to get over to Brentford, actually. I know Tramia and Brentford have had a few uh, kind of humdingers over the years, but great yeah. to see them in the Premier League. Well, I've had a, um, I've had a, I've had a few away days over the years. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I saw, um, I saw a Brolin-inspired Leeds beat uh, QPR, um, and um, I also saw us uh, taunt Charlton at Charlton, which was, um, which was a lovely feeling. Um, I've seen us beat Wimbledon at fucking Sellers Park. That was a lovely yeah. day. God, that was a horrible game. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I've, I've, you know, I have, I have seen us over the years. I've seen, you know, a fair few games, but I haven't got some. I haven't got too many recently. Well, obviously, no one has. <laughs> All right, any any fun away, funny away days you've been on? Um, with, um, you know, a few cans involved. <laughs> basically basically what seaside towns have i smashed up that's the question isn't it <laughs> yeah, I'm because really. i'm a i'm a leeds fan um obviously you've you've gone on a away day you've had a few beers you've kicked the shit out of some locals some shops some seagulls <laughs> uh which town was it um any any town on the south coast will do um just let's have a cup tie um on a bank <laughs> holiday monday um uh, to be honest with you, m- most of my games uh, have have been as an away fan, because when I when I was living in Yorkshire, um, the band was still going first time, and I was touring a lot, and I was never around. And then when the band finished, I moved away. Um, so, um, you know, I mean, I've been in London now longer than I ever lived in uh, Yorkshire, which feels fucking strange. Um, and um, yeah, so I, m- most of the games I go to are, are away days, as you call them, but they're not away days because I live in London. So yeah. It, it's so, yeah. So my answer is none. <laughs> okay. go, go, go to the game. Come home. <laughs> maybe, go. May, maybe go for a few beers after that. But, you know, that's, well, at least um, you know what the local pubs, don't you? You know, you know where to go. Well, actually, I mean, probably the. The the one I remember, one of the ones I remember the most was when we beat um, we beat uh, get this for a game. We played Man United at Ellen Road on December the twenty fourth, and we won three one, and we got to sing we beat the scum three one. We beat the scum three one. We we beat and we all we sang that all night. Um, went out went out in Harrogate afterwards um, for for beers into the early hours. Sang, sang it all night in every pub. It was just <laughs> fucking great. It was absolutely. It was like Christmas. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got coming up in comedy, Howard? Um, I got a few shows. Um, a few shows. Um, for Mirth Control, some downstairs, the King's Head. Um, I'm doing some stuff for uh, stand-up comedy nights. 
and I'm also oh. doing I'm also doing a um, uh, I teach a teach course called Stand Up Dressed Up, um, and it's basically about um, if you're thinking of going into character comedy, um, or you already do character comedy, it's it's a day a day course. Um, it's only fifty grand. Um, <laughs> um, it's 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 a it's a one day course, eight hours, and um, we just go all the way through all, all the way through right material. Um, but also, what is it about character comedy? Why are you attracted to it? What you the 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 sort of do's and don'ts. Um, but also, like it, not so much do's and don'ts, more do's as in you can do this and you can do this and you can do this and this will make it easier and this will make it easier. And, and, you know, how to, you know, how do you get in character? Is there something you can do that can help? Because if you're a comedian, not an actor, then, you know, is, is it you just wearing some funny clothes or is it a character? Um, mm. So, yeah, we, so we get, we get quite into that. I'm selling it pretty hard here. I mean, it's yeah. a fucking good course, but um uh, so yeah, um, uh, and so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm doing some of those. Uh, Fantastic! And how do people find out about that? Um, it is um, oh god, right. ask me someone else and I'll find it. That's all right. We can edit this bit. Uh, <laughs> no, leave, leave it in, mate. Leave yeah. it in. Yeah. yeah, I'm on I'm on my phone, everyone. That's fine. <laughs> multitask, multitask. Um, yeah. So in terms of um, if people want to sort of find you, so you're on social media, do you do any of that stuff? I think you do some Instagram, don't you? Oh, so if you mate, mate, I add, I add, I admin nine social media accounts. Oof. So there's, so there's me, there's Keith Platt, there's Talking Bollocks podcast, there is uh, the band. Oof. Uh, there's the band and then all of those have um, at least two um, channels and some have three and then throw in throw in YouTube for all of those as well so yeah there's there's um, there's a multitude of me around wow like Thomas the Tank Engine on all platforms um uh, well yeah basically sorry <laughs> I've just I've just realized I'm trying to search on my um, I'm trying to search on my phone and um uh, I had the flight mode on. That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> what a twat. Um, right. So um, if you want to find out, if you want to find out about the, um, uh, comedy, the, the, the comedy courses, um, it's the, uh, the we are funny project.com. Uh, we are funny project.com. All one word. There you go. Just Google it. Just Google it. You will yeah. find it, and it sounds a Google really it, exciting course. Let me uh, let me catch you all up with all my social media. So, how do you get hold of me? You get hold of me yeah. at Talking Bollocks um, on Instagram and you uh, uh, and uh, Twitter. So it's at Talking Bollocks, but with a Z on the end instead of an S. But just search Talking Bollocks, you'll find me. There's a, a little microphone in flames everywhere. You'll find that. Um, so that's Twitter, Instagram, Acid Rain, the band Rain, it's spelled R-E-I-G-N. You can find us everywhere. Of just course. Google, Google the name of the band and you'll see tons of shit about us. Um, all of it good. Um, and um, I also host the Motorcast, which is the official Motorhead podcast. Um, you can get to that 
um, via imotorhead.com, which is Motorhead's website. So go to the official Motorhead website, imotorhead.com, and click on the the Motorcast symbol, and that'll take you to wherever you want to get your podcasts. Talking Bollocks is um, uh, is also a podcast, but there is also Old Bollocks, which I co-host with. Um, I co-host that with Stephen Oldhead Ivy. There's also Movie Bollocks, a new episode of which I recorded today, which will be coming out in a couple of days. That is with a movie writer um, that I know um and i occasionally do just review i do like 20 movie reviews but i do them like literally in like two seconds well not two seconds but do you know what i mean roll through do barely a minute on each um uh, and i've had some really cool people on there including the um bafta winning editor of piggy blinders who was the first ever episode on there which was really cool and uh and and award-winning actors uh like phil jackson and people like that so uh, so that's movie bollocks as well. That all comes under the the umbrella that is talking bollocks. So if you subscribe to that, you get all of those podcasts as and when they appear. And if you want to support any of the podcasts or anything that I do, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Howard H. Smith. And there you can sign up um, for five or six dollars a month. You get loads of um, exclusive content. There is a live podcast. Well, there's a live chat, a Zoom chat, basically once a month where we all pile onto Zoom and have a chat about anything and where I'm able to tell all the stories that I can't tell on the podcast because otherwise I would be sued. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, um, uh, there's, um, I'm, I'm keeping myself busy, you know, it's, um, awesome. <laughs> well, you know, when, when, you get, awesome. when you get to my age, mate, you've got to have lots to do. <laughs> I'm very easily bored. Keeps you off the streets. Uh, yeah, mostly. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> off the streets and on stages. That's where I like to be. So, you know, it's good for me. Fantastic stuff. Okay. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, for me and even more so for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, look, thank you. I, 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 I jest, of course, sir. Thank you I'm very much. I'm still waiting for the, the response to my letter. Uh, <laughs> well, I, 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 yeah, I, I wouldn't hold your breath, mate. Um, no. I'm afraid in this in this instance in this instance you are going to die wondering, <laughs> um, uh, but um, that's that's just the way it goes. Well, here you go. I'll, I'll have to, uh, to live with that, won't I? All right. Well, I wish you and Leeds United and Acid Rain all the best. Cheers, dude. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, take it easy. Um, uh, good luck, mate, and good luck, uh, good luck, Tranmere, and good luck with the podcast as well. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers, man. Thank you.